Welcome to the Rockney Cast, a podcast for men to optimize the mind, the body, and the spirit. Friends, for this episode, we're going to focus on the spirit, and in particular, the Bible verse from Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm going to share with you why and how I discovered this verse, how I discovered it, the work of Norman Vincent Peale, Tim Tebow. I'm going to connect it to Stoicism, the Holy Spirit, and the Mayo Clinic. And I'm going to do it all on my birthday. It's my birthday. I'm 49 years old. And it's been 49 awesome years. And thank you so much for tuning in. And I'm going to share with you one of the greatest gifts that I've received, which was this Bible verse. And this is a gift that keeps on giving. It's inexhaustible. It's permanent. And you can have it with you and take it with you wherever you are. So how did I discover this particular verse? Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, I'm going to tell you about when I first heard about this verse, and I'm going to connect it to why I'm bringing it up today on my birthday. When I was like in eighth grade, I came across the work of Norman Vincent Peale. My mom is a bibliophile, and you know, when you're in junior high, you first really start getting in tune with your shadow self, this little gnawing self-doubt that you have, that you're not good enough, you're ugly, the girl's never going to like you, you're never going to be good at sports. This is the kind of voice that carries, is, is present with you throughout your entire life. It is a voice that, if it is not tamped down and addressed in a healthy way, can destroy you. It can cause you, it can ruin your relationships. It can destroy your professional relationships. It can turn you to drugs, alcohol, and all other things. And so this was kind of that, you know, when you're an adolescent, you kind of have some insecurities. And I came across this book called The Power of Positive Thinking, by a preacher called Norman Vincent Peale out of New York City. And one of the nice things about being a kid is that you're not cynical. You're not like, oh my God, this is a book from like 1955, whenever it was written sometime in the 50s. It's total bullshit. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna believe anything. And it's just total crap. I'm like, hey, well, it's the power of positive thinking. I think I'm gonna read this. Well, if you've never read this book, I strongly encourage you to read it. Because it really is a life-changing book. And there are things that I read in that book that did change my life and have also, I've carried with me my entire life. Now, have I forgotten about it? Have there been moments when I've been depressed? Have there been moments when I've been anxious? Yeah, that's true. And it's even true today. This is part of being a human. This shadow self never completely leaves us. But there are some ways that we can positively address the shadow self to have an incredibly positive way of life and to be able to do the things that you were put on this earth to do. Well, what is the central theme of the book? The power of positive thinking. The focus is on 
the notion of a Christian mantra. That is the use of Bible verses, not only their meaning, not only mean meaning what they say, but almost in an Eastern sense. You know, when you have the Buddhism or Hinduism, they have the concept of a mantra, a phrase that you repeat over and over and over again, so it becomes part of who you are. That's kind of the focus of this book, and it has some very captivating chapter titles, like how to break the worry, the, the worry habit. Another chapter is stop fuming and fretting. Relax for easy power. Well, it's easy to talk about these particular phrases, but what's the actual technique? Norman Vincent Peale used Bible verses, and he encouraged his listeners to read the Bible and to identify these verses and then to repeat them throughout the day so that they become part of your consciousness. And one of them, there were several verses, but one of them was, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13. Well, how did Norman teach you to use this? Whenever you have kind of an overwhelming obstacle, whenever you have, you feel, you don't feel good, you feel like garbage, recite that, that verse and recite it. And you may be cynical that that will actually work. But one of the reasons why that book caught on like wildfire is that it did work. And try it for yourself. Throughout the day, say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It puts you in a forward position. Now, does this guarantee that by simply repeating this mantra that you are going to um, always be happy and that you'll never fail and that you'll never have any difficulties? Of course not. Nothing could be further from the truth. But it's axiomatic that if you don't have a positive belief, I don't think you can get started. If you believe that it's not even worth trying, you will fail 100% of the time. And so this is kind of a central technique that's used in the book. And it really did catch on like wildfire throughout the United States. And I think a lot of probably, I'd be curious to see what psychiatrists and counselors say about this particular method of positive psychology. Does it really work? I believe it unquestionably works. And you only need to actually try it to actually live it. So this is one of my earliest memories, is Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. One of the very earliest Bible verses that ever kind of resonated with me. And as I grew older, it would sort of come up from time to time. Uh, there was a recent um, Tim Tebow, I think, thing on YouTube where he said that while he was playing football, that was the Bible verse that he had, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And he gave this little example of synchronicity, you know, this kind of mysterious force when you have a positive um, thing that happens in your life and it randomly connects in sort of mysterious ways. And, and if you want to go on Facebook or Instagram, you can see an actual story where he talks about synchronicity when he went from Philippians 4.13, his then favorite Bible verse throughout most of college. When he decided for the championship game, he was going to do John 
and the synchronicity that occurred in terms of his stats that occurred during the championship football game and then connecting it to his career in the NFL. It's an amazing story. You totally got to check it out. So this is one of these verses that I'm not someone who can quote 20 verses off the top of my head, but this is one that I absolutely can do. And I mostly brought it up in the context of, hey, Norman Vincent Peale, it's more than just a 50 self-help book. What was really cool for my birthday, and it was the best gift ever, I do a daily devotional uh, with Ruben Youngdahl, who was the founder of, not with, but by Ruben Youngdahl. It's called Living God's Way. You can get it on Amazon. I think it's out of print. Ruben Youngdahl was the founder of the Mount Olivet Lutheran Church um, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, the largest Lutheran church in the United States. And you can see why with this particular daily devotional. It's so good. It's so packed with insight. And it's something that I rebelled against my mom forever. She did this devotional. I had to always get so angry when she would try to plant these seeds within me. And that's kind of the key. Regardless of whether it's a young person or with you, sometimes it takes a while for these seeds of wisdom to truly sprout. In my case, it basically took until my late 40s before I even did any concept of a devotional. But so here we are, January 29th, 2024, my 49th birthday. And talk about synchronicity. I open up the devotional. And what is the Bible verse? The title of the devotional is, What Are Your Resources? And it is, I Can Do All Things in Him Who Strengthens Me. Philippians 4.13. How cool is that? My favorite Bible verse is on the birthday, on the day of my birthday, is in Reuben Youngdahl. So the, the, the focus of this, in case you don't have Reuben Youngdahl, I'll actually share with you what was the kind of the essence of this. And it has to do with assets and what assets we actually have. And so often, I think people that are miserable or unhappy are constantly looking somewhere else. If only they could be on a beach with a margarita, all the problems would go away. If only they were in, had a million dollars, they would, they would be happy. It's always just beyond the reach. And they're not looking about the beauty within the beauty of the present moment, the, the beauty of where they are at that particular moment. And that's what Ruben's trying to teach in this particular devotional for the January 29th, my birthday, is what are your resources? You have more resources than what you can possibly believe. And he, and he illustrated this through, I'll actually read the passage here. He said, two people may walk down the same road on their way to work. One of them constantly complains because of the chore of self-navigation. The other watches the seasons change, the coming and going of the birds, the growing of the flowers in the field, the movement of cloud formations. Soon he becomes intimately equated with these things along the way. His life is enriched. It ain't so much, it isn't so much what we see, but how we react to it. Life has for what, what we want if we were open, if we are only open to receive it. It is possible to store up reserves of power to assure us a happy life. No matter what circumstances might accompany us, we can learn from the cistern and the well. In many lands throughout the world where the rain season, rainy season is brief, every manner and means is used to direct the rainwater into cisterns. From there, it is carefully rationed throughout the other months. 
When that water is gone, there is none available until the rains come again. A well, on the other hand, has a constant potential. We draw from it, but do not exhaust the, the, the supply. Our human resources are like the cistern. Ultimately, they both run out unless we keep them replenished. When a life is connected with the power of God, our holy creator, it has resources unlimited, for its power is deep and full like a well. You always have the power of your faith, your belief, your connection to your creator. And that power is inexhaustible. This verse is like a light. No matter how many times you share it, it will not run out. In fact, the more you share it with other people, the more powerful that it becomes. Light to light. This is a light that was written nearly 2,000 years ago. It burns within me. I can share it with you. And if you share this verse with other people that you know or with yourself and be a light to other people, you will continue on and strengthen the power of this verse. I can do all things in him who strengthens me. This is something that is so powerful and it is such a gift that I could not have had a better birthday gift. And it got me to thinking about kind of my daily practices, one of which I try to do a daily devotional with uh, the Ruben Yendal. And then I also like to read a passage from Marcus Aurelius, Meditations and Stoicism. And there's one that kind of connected to this particular verse, and it got me thinking about breath work and the uh, Buddhist practice of Thich Nhat Han, the great Buddhist monk. This is page 77, um, verse 38 um, from Marcus Aurelius's meditation. He said, keep reminding yourself of the way things are connected, of their relatedness. All things are implicated in one another, in sympathy with one another. This event is the consequence of some other one. Things push and pull on each other and breathe together and are one. What I love about that verse is the concept of the breath. And it got me to thinking about sometimes people, the Holy Spirit is described as the breath of God, breathe on us. And it got me to thinking with all the work that I've done with Thich Nhat Hanh, the great Buddhist monk, and breath work in the Buddhist connection. The breath isn't considered one of the things. It's considered the central thing to connect mind and body. So friends, we're going to push and pull and connect the teachings of Thich Nhat Hanh and his meditation on the Buddha, breath work, and this chapter and verse from Philippians 4.13. Imagine if you could use this as a mantra for your day-to-day -day practice, and every morning you woke up, you stopped, you were consciously aware of your breath, you would inhale the positivity, you would exhale slowly the negativity, the doubts, the things that says you can't get it done. What if every morning you did a two to three minute breath work practice where you recited the following verse, Philippians 4.13, and you connected it to your breath. As you would inhale, you would say, I can do all things in him who strengthens me, Philippians 4.13. As you would exhale, you would let go of all doubt, all stress, all those negative emotions that you would have. 
as you would inhale, you would say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. As you would exhale, you would let go all of those negative motions. And you would repeat that for two to three minutes every day. You would begin the day with the power of asset, with the power of the breath of the Holy Spirit, blowing you along your path for that particular day, giving you energy and purpose to achieve what you were designed to do for that day. At the end of the day, you would conclude with the exact same thing. I did everything I could do through Christ who strengthens me. As you would inhale, and as you would exhale, you would let go of all the negative things that had happened to you throughout the day. Now, I'm thinking why we don't do that more in Christianity. But I think I'm going to try to do more to advocate that Christians adopt some of the breathwork practices and principles into their spiritual practice. I think this is an ancient art of Christianity that has been lost and that meditation and breath work should be brought back in to Christianity because I think that I don't, at least in terms of what I was raised with, it certainly was not emphasized. So let me also address a little bit of a criticism of the power of positive thinking that I think sometimes people have. And I don't think it's a fair criticism that Power of positive thinking somehow means that you're oblivious to the facts, that you're willfully ignoring the underlying reality of what's actually happening, and that in doing so, you're kind of being oblivious. I don't think that's at all what it's saying. I think what, what it's really saying is, is to really and truly accurately assess what your assets are. What do you have going for you? One asset that is free is the ability to get into a positive frame of mind to get started. If you don't believe that you can get in shape, you are not going to get in shape. If you don't believe that you're going to lose weight through a new diet, the chances of you actually losing weight is very, very, very low. The mind is connected to the body. It sends signals to your gut, to your nerves, to your muscles. The gut-mind-body connection is central. And what connects it all is your breathing and your intentional breathing can affect your heart rate. It can affect your mood. It can get you into that state of relaxed power that you need to get into to get what you need to get done. And let me provide an illustration, I think, of really the power of positive thinking. There's a really good documentary on Netflix about the origins of the Mayo Clinic. I'm gonna do a separate podcast on it. And it talked about how the Mayo Clinic actually started. It's very interesting. I live 70 miles south of the Mayo Clinic and I always kind of wondered how the heck, why Mayo, why Rochester, Minnesota? How did it happen? Well, let me discuss the origins first off of the Mayo Clinic. And their motto that they have right now, faith, hope, and science to promote healing. Faith, hope, and science. They all have equal weight in terms of healing the patient. William Mayo was the first doctor that um, was actually the father of the Mayo brothers. And he was the original founder of this particular union of his private practice with the St. Mary's Hospital. 
Mayo was not a religious person. He was kind of an agnostic. And early on, as, as, he, as his practice progressed after the Civil War, he was approached by some nuns that said that if they were willing to raise funds for a hospital, would he be the primary attending physician for that hospital? These were the nuns of Rochester, Minnesota. And he basically said, well, I don't think you'll possibly be able to raise the necessary funds. At the time, it was something like $40,000 for these nuns who have literally taken a vow of poverty to be able to raise this, this miraculous um, hospital that he didn't think they could possibly do it. So he was like the ultimate skeptic, the ultimate cynic. All right, I'll tell you what, if you can actually do this and you can build this hospital, I will be the attending physician for it, but you have to raise the money for it. And if you don't, no deal. They did it on a handshake basis. The nuns then believed and prayed and hoped that they could do it. And so over the next three to four years, they raised every penny, $40,000, and they did it through their faith. They did it through their belief in the power that God was directing their purpose. And once they did that, William Mayo was told them, all right, we got a deal. You did it. And if you think about the Mayo Clinic now, what it has led to, what those seeds, what those fruits have led to, it has literally provided opportunity and life-saving treatments for tens, if not hundreds of thousands of people throughout the world. It's injected hundreds of millions of dollars of growth and opportunity for Southeast Minnesota and all affiliated clinics throughout the United States. It would never have happened, in my view, this kind of intersection between a hospital and these talented physicians had these nuns not had the faith in the power of positive thinking, that they could do it, that they could overcome all the doubters through the power of belief, that whether they had actually cited this particular verse, I don't know. Undoubtedly, I'm sure that they were familiar with Philippians 4.13, I can do all things in him who strengthens me. But the reality is, is they had no resources and they almost willed themselves to create that amount of money. And I don't know what 40,000 would be today, but I'm, I'm assuming it would translate into hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars in today's money. And this was literally done by nuns who had taken a vow of poverty. If that doesn't show you the power of what this is about, I don't know really what does. I mean, at some point, if you don't want to look into the power of this inexhaustible energy source that we have through our creator, um, you yourself are not looking correctly at the facts. So that's it for this particular episode of the Rockney Cast. I hope you found this to be enlightening. Um, I was going to do it on the Four Noble Truths of Buddhism. I think I'm going to do that tomorrow. Um, we are focusing right now on the spirit, but of course, with all the different things that we're doing, whether it's the mind, the body, and the spirit, these are all interconnected. And so much of this is connected to, to everything. And your spirituality is a huge part of it. So that's it for this episode of the Rockney Cast. I hope you found this particular birthday gift of mine to you. 
um, inspiring. I hope you share this with other people. I hope you utilize it. I hope you get up every morning and inhale through your nose and exhale and say, I can do all things in him who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13. If you repeat that every day, you're going to start yourself in a positive frame of mind. So that's it for this episode of the Rockney Cast. I hope you share this gift with other people. This will be an inexhaustible gift. It will never wear out. It will always be there for you and it will never leave you. You'll always be able to have the power of these particular verses. That's it for this episode of the Rockney Cast. Please keep continuing it in. Give me pods and reviews on Apple, Spotify, and all places where podcasts are heard. I'm going to continue to do these high-quality episodes, especially for men. I think men have their own unique set of issues. And we will continue to do these episodes on the Rockney Cast. Until next time, you and I see each other on the Rockney Cast. <laughs>